Welcome to Out of the Bubble. My name's Rachel Peru. Time to hear from some amazing women over 40 who are embracing life and leading a trail of inspiration along the way. podcast um, I'm a firm believer that rules are meant to be broken and this week's guest is one of those occasions. Jacinth Bassett is the founder of BiasCut.com clothing boutique which provides older women of all ages and sizes a one-stop destination to fashionable clothes but what might surprise you is that Jacinth is only 26 years old um, but is really passionate and proactive in fighting ageism in the fashion industry so I knew it's somebody I wanted to talk to and have on the pad- podcast so thank you very much for taking time out on your busy run up to no, Christmas to meet me. Much. How did the initial ideas start? So I was at university Um, I was actually studying law, um, but I realised it wasn't really for me um, and wanted to do something I finally really cared about. And I've always loved the fashion industry, Um, not just clothes and fashion, but actually the industry as a whole. And quite quickly, I got to think about my mum and how we'd go shopping a lot when I was a teenager. Um, She had me at 40, so she already was sort of experiencing ageism quite quickly when I was young. Mm. And she loves clothes. Um, she's got, you know, a, a typical sort of Apple figure. Um, and she was just struggling to find beautiful things she loved to wear. So we'd go into shops and shop assistants were quite dismissive of her. Mm-hmm. I remember at times she even said stuff like, oh, this isn't for me. She actually often bought me the really beautiful clothes because she was like, if I can't wear them, you can wear them. Yeah. Or online, she was so used to seeing younger women, she just assumed the stuff wouldn't work on her. Um, um, so it was really that it was wanting to give back really the confidence she actually gave me through style and fashion to her. And then I would say found a lot of other women felt very similar. I've heard a lot of stories of women being so discriminated against just because they're a bit older. I mean, the love for style doesn't fade. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's pretty nonsensical really, Mm. but yeah. During your research period, what, what surprised you the most do you think? Um, actually, I think the thing that surprised me the most was the split view about what I wanted to do. Um, so I did a survey and um, one of the questions was about using um, women over 40 as models, different shapes and sizes. And all the people I surveyed were late 40s and 50s. And um, about half said they didn't like the idea. They, really? yeah, they wanted, they said, well, a young woman is better looking. Or they just said, fine, but she better not be older than me. That really surprised me. Um, but what I realised through further research was a lot of the women were making comments based on their own prejudged bias and what they were used to seeing yeah. represented. So they couldn't understandably imagine what I was thinking of. Um, so even the idea of a website that would really empower women, they didn't, they thought it would be really dowding frumpy because mm. that's what they thought it would end up being so yeah. actually after I launched first the blog uh, one lady even emailed me and said oh if this is what you meant <laughs> oh I really I like this yeah. yeah so that was quite surprising really and how have you found have you kind of had that ageist attitude because you are younger mm. and in 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 a more older yeah category have, have you struggled with that have people's attitudes been different to you not really I've actually been quite surprised when I first started the blog to sort of build more of a following and to have more conversation um I was concerned being younger people would go what do you know Mm. you know don't tell us what to wear not that that was what it is Mm. but they might feel that way um but actually I found so I was a little bit behind the scenes I mean I was open about who I was but I didn't really put myself out there a huge amount 
But I actually found people really responded to it and said, I really like the fact you're younger. Because um, you I do. A, I think it's a yeah, really refreshing that's approach That's what they said. And they said, you know, you have an objective perspective and you're not going to just select clothes that you would want you'd wear I mean I do love all the clothes but you know that I'm thinking from a more objective perspective with it yeah um and yeah I have had the odd person who've said it's patronizing but I think they came again to it with a slightly not quite getting the idea behind it or most people have been very positive and I've actually been welcomed with open arms into all the 50 plus blogging communities and groups on Facebook and um and I find that group are really supportive yeah they've been wonderful and um there was actually a discussion in one group where actually somebody said I don't like the fact people in um, some people in this group are under 40 and the group moderator brought me into the discussion Hmm. and said well let's talk you know Justin's a good person here and I was saying just because I'm not directly affected by ageism doesn't mean I shouldn't care about it. I mean, first yeah. of all, it's the only ism that will affect everybody. Exactly. And second of all, it's like saying a man shouldn't care about women's rights yeah. just because he's a man. And I said, as long as we all have a similar perspective, or well, not similar, because actually good for discussion, but as long as we have a, a joint mutual interest, does it matter actually the age that I am? We're still having a good discussion about yeah. it. I'm not saying... And actually, she really... The lady who wasn't sure actually really responded to that. So um, I think it helps to yeah. break down barriers, actually. That's what I think. I think today we have so much um, in the press about hating millennials or mm. what the baby boomers have yeah. done. And it's just creating further divides. Yeah. And actually, we need to come together to appreciate each other. And I think it should just get a point. We shouldn't care about what age someone's wearing something. If they look good, they look good. So, <laughs> you yeah. know, that shouldn't matter. So what's your age demographic for this? So I'd say mainly 40s to late 60s is our main customer base. Mm. But actually, we have customers of all ages um, because of the fact that the brands we sell don't actually typically target that demographic. Um, And the idea is everything is ageless. We have women who are much younger who buy the pieces. I mean, I wear all the pieces myself and I wouldn't if I didn't really love them. Mm. Um, So, yeah, but it's nice that um, I get quite a lot of women actually messaging me and emailing me saying how much confidence it's given them and sending me photos of them wearing their outfits. That's really lovely because I was going to ask you about that and what yeah. kind of feedback you get. But you must see a difference in women's confidence in yeah. buying clothes that they feel really good in. It's really interesting because when it started, people went to quite safe options. And then as the business has gone on, those customers, a lot of the loyal ones, have really started to step outside their comfort zone mm. and are really loving it. And... We have um, an exceptionally low return rate for online because women are having fun experimenting with the pieces. And I think that when they see other people wearing the pieces, they're like, actually, I could do that too. But it it does take the first few steps. Uh, uh, When I do events, often women can gravitate towards, I can guess which pieces they're going to gravitate towards. And then it's just sort of saying, maybe if you tried this in a different colour. Because a lot of women, I think, put themselves in a box of what they can wear. I've had women say, I love prints, but I feel I shouldn't wear them. Mm. Or, or my mum even said she wouldn't wear skirts or dresses because my brother told her she couldn't, which was not helpful. <laughs> she can. Brilliant. Um, so, but even getting her to think about wearing those things. Mm. So, that yeah, that's the most rewarding part of it is having people, yeah, ring up or email. Because I think also when you work, particularly online, you don't generally get a real relationship with the yeah. customer. Yeah. So it's really lovely that... Um, 
that people want to really actually say thank you and um they're like people have even said to me i can see how different and confident you are and people asking where i got the stuff so mm. yeah and what about internet because obviously this particular age group yes that's that's another challenge isn't it, it to is. get them to buy online with confidence have you found that challenging I'd say I think um I do have people who say to me but surely that demographic don't buy online which is not actually true it's the fastest growing demographic of online shopping but there is a lack of confidence uh often come down to quality and fit Mm. um so first of all I do events to help people come along who may be more nervous about shopping online so they can see the pieces yeah and actually the thing is I often get people who review and say the stuff's even better than I imagined mm. so it is, it's a bit of a slower one about building up a reputation there but also um you know with free shipping and returns and things like that it's quite easy these days to um I think to shop online as long as that you you know have a reputable their reputable website um which you can see by quite easily with like with a paypal all those things yeah. I think more women are feeling comfortable shopping online. I just say it's a different experience because mm. I think, you know, some people go, well, I like trying on stuff and I love trying on things. So I'm, I don't think that there's this whole debate about online versus offline and the online is destroying the high street. And I think that they can definitely coexist. Yeah. It's just that they offer a different experience, really. So I like buying online because yeah. you, you have the luxury of your wardrobe there yeah. so you can try different shoes on with it you exactly. can try different accessories it's about the whole package you can then, see it? what if it actually is going to fit into your yeah. wardrobe much better yeah i think you have less buyer's remorse yeah. often because sometimes you can be somewhere and you kind of get lured into buying it and yeah. then you get home and you're like oh gosh how am i gonna wear this yeah um so i think that definitely helps and i think i mean what i try to do is offer such detailed sizing advice that women also know it's what to go for mm. with fit and as I say that's why we actually have a pretty very low return rate because mm. people can follow what we've said because you know I'll fit the pieces on different women of different sizes so even if the brand would say this is a size eight I'll be like actually it's really more of a 10 yeah. so that can kind of um, help people but yeah I think it's just an experience thing I think it's a shame that there's sort of a battle going on yeah. between the two um, but I think if we can kind of embrace it together I don't think you can be online and not have something physical either. Mm. I think it's just working out different ways together. Why do you think it is that women are so in their 40s? I I mean, I was not confident at all when I was younger and I've got my confidence Mm. now. But for most women that I talk to in the 40s and 50s, they they have lost that confidence and particularly in the fashion area. Mm. Why do you think it is? What what do you think the industry does wrong to help? Um, I think, well, first of all, obviously imagery, I think, the stat is you see three to five thousand adverts a day so if the majority yeah so if the majority of those adverts feature women who are younger no wonder you you know it takes a very person with very thick skin to be able to not be somewhat affected by even if it's subconsciously um and you know we've been constantly told youth equals beauty there's all these anti-aging products when that, and then, you know, when you have the likes of Cara Delevingne, who's my age, um, the face of an anti-aging product yeah. is not, ridiculous, is not great. Yeah. Um, so I think there's this idea, as I say, that youth is beauty and um, undesir- as you get older, you're undesirable. I actually think there's also, there's an interesting thing I found with ageism because 
in through my discussions with people there are people who say that they are pro-age but actually they still have a very restricted idea of how you should age mm. so I had somebody say to me after the age of 50 you shouldn't care about looking sexy well, you see it, I don't get that because yeah. I've never felt more sexy exactly. now. I think that's because it's a confidence yeah, thing yeah and so she said this is the way you should be aging and and she, this woman is in, was in her I think in her 60s mm. so you know and she's got I think a following of like 8,000 people so you know there's actually also <laughs> groups who are if you know she's encouraging people to think like that yeah. and then actually people are gonna um, feel that's the way they have to be I think there's also um a lot of women have been the mother for a long time or you know maybe career focused mm. and so they lose a slight uh, well this is what women have said to me mm. is that they've lost a slight sense of self yeah um in terms of you know they'll probably be wearing practical clothes most of the time or office wear yeah and they um this woman said to me you know i just don't know how to get back to wanting to be, like, i want to be stylish i just don't yeah. know how to get back there because i've been so used to being the mum yeah um, so I think there's, and you know, actually, also your kids probably don't see you want to see you in a particularly sexual way. No, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not. Yeah. And so, my son's blocked me on social media. Right, exactly, because <laughs> they probably don't want to see you yeah. know you modelling lingerie yeah, or exactly. something. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's also it. You're so used. It's the way you're used to people seeing you that can really affect your confidence um, and make you feel you're someone perhaps you don't want to be. Because mm. I really like the fact that you use. I hate the term real yeah, models I know. Because, so do because I. we're all real. But you use women for your models that yes. are very relatable yes. and, and cover a diverse shapes, sizes, heights. Yeah, I mean, what's actually really nice with that is as well, um, people just apply to model and the number of people applying has really gone up since the beginning. That's and exciting. that's really nice yeah. that people have, you know, even in the comment section, some go, I've not done it before, but I just think this would be really exciting and yeah. something new for me. And that's really lovely is the fact that they're even feeling confident enough to be able to do that because well you'll know more than anyone it isn't a, it is a bit nerve-wracking yeah, being in front is. of a camera yeah and and so um seeing women's confidence grow that way is really lovely um and you know my idea is that you know everyone can be stylish everyone deserves to be able to be yeah. stylish and look fabulous but when we're representing women in such a narrow way um it's not it's just not helpful i mean te- you know myself being five foot three Technically, I should be so much taller with a thigh gap and all these things, you know. Yeah. It's like, well, no, I like to think I look fine. <laughs> yeah, 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 you look good for me. You know, and I think, but that's the thing. And uh, when you've got so many people telling you how you should look, um, yeah, it's pretty unsurprising, I think, that mm. when you don't fit into that, which is very few people do, yeah. you're going to feel not great about yourself. Because what I really like about what you're doing, it's not just the fact that you've got this the boutique and mm. you're doing the pop-up events. You're also really quite active yeah. in the industry mm. about fighting ageism. Can you tell me a little bit more about the kind of stuff that you've been up to? Yeah, so um, so I started this campaign, sort of movement called Ageism is Never in Style, back in 2016, September. I've got the badge. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so basically what started was just more of an online community based on facebook because that's where a lot of people are yeah um where they could come together um in the group because of the way facebook works you can't post on pages it's very annoying yeah. so the group is where people can share their thoughts and ideas and pictures or whatever and then the page um which a lot of people follow is bringing attention to activity within the fashion industry um i actually talk about diversity generally on it mm. um, but obviously there's a main focus on age 
and uh, I can share articles, um, people can see what's going on and actually have their voice be heard in the comment section. Um, it's an interesting one seeing the, 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 the comments mm. as well because um, I think the thing about ageism is it's about choice. And I do think we're still not quite there on everyone on understanding that. Yeah, completely. Um, so it's interesting that people can still be a bit cutting in the mm. remarks. Not not directed at me, mm. but in and you're thinking, and you know, it's like, well, actually, maybe that's just what they mm. want to look like. I mean, it's like having Botox, for example. Yeah. I always say, if you if you want to have Botox, have Botox. It's just about making sure it's the right decision for you, and mm. you've not done it because of external pressure or society. Yeah. So um, that's that's quite interesting. That always comes up yeah. in conversation in sort of plastic surgery. Because um, I had that when I when I went grey four years ago, yeah. I had quite a lot of negative mm. comments yeah. about it about how oh, it's going to age you. It's really, gonna, and I think it's, it, it is. We aren't quite there yet. Well, the it's interesting about choice. thing is, I've had people now say you have to go grey mm. if you if you are against ageism. Right. And that's the thing, actually. Yeah, no, it is. It's about choice. It's absolutely. a choice. Um, so then, basically, so I was doing that, and I, I write a lot of articles for different uh, magazines, and I'm the star columnist for several different 40 plus platforms. Hmm. And I get asked to um, speak as well um, on the topic. And then in February this year, I kind of had this like 11th hour brainwave to have these badges hmm. saying ages in is never in style. Um, just before fashion week and I kind of thought to myself this is either going to be a rig hit or a real like <laughs> really just be yeah, let's boxes, pretend that boxes, never happened <laughs> yeah so um but um yeah it took off massively and people were and they're free and they're mm. ordering them um in batches for them and their friends and wearing them out and it was so nice to have people saying the conversations they were sparking yeah. and people were saying to me you know the post office the person on the counter go oh that's an interesting badge and I was actually at the V&A and I was wearing one and there's several of the staff were like can we have one too and they were wearing them on their lanterns that's really good yeah and so are they still available yes so this is the thing it was meant to be just for then but because they were so popular mm. they're now permanently available right. on the website and I get people ordering them all the time yeah. from all around the world and you know people even left reviews saying I wear them um, one lady said I wear mine at work and when my boss makes an ageist comment I just gently stroke my back <laughs> which was brilliant <laughs> really yeah. Yeah. and then of course they can share on social media so it, it makes you know a clearer message mm. um, so yeah that that was really that's been part of it really and then I've got more planned for next year mm. but because um, you've really also nice. just had a, a dinner haven't you with yes. different kind of the thing is influence is not really the word because they're not yeah they're not really influencers. it was more the idea was that we wanted to I wanted to bring together a group of people who all got different backgrounds in different industries we work in Mm. so it wasn't really about bringing together bloggers it was more about people in their businesses in their industry and the idea was to we can bring everyone together and have a common passion Um, so we have people who've got a in the dating world we had people who are in um beauty we had people in journalism and um we all came together we had our first dinner it was great fun Mm. um and hopefully we're going to do some more things together and it was also just about supporting each other Mm. so you know as well if the thing with ageism is it's such a topical thing and then when something comes out then everyone else so you know we can also say well actually these are several people making a difference in what they're doing um because I, I was talking to one person who we was saying how 
um, like when London Fashion Week happens and there was like a model who was older and they wrote about it and I'm like there's me too and there's other people doing this too yeah. and the, the, let's be, the, the press don't know all these things about mm. the smaller people doing making a difference yeah. um, so that's or if they I, know about it they don't choose to well yeah it. yeah exactly yeah. so uh, although what was lovely was actually the um, New Statesman interviewed me after uh, the badges went live that's really good so that was really yeah. good because they, they wanted to have a chat about um you know, models as they get older. So that was lovely. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's really the aim of the group. That sounds really interesting. Yeah. I shall look forward to seeing Yeah, we'll see what happens. Because <laughs> you are really passionate about it, which I, I, I can see that and the way you talk about it. So when you're doing events and you have to get up and stand, does that phase you at all? Or are no. you just... I've always been um, quite comfortable with public speaking. Mm. I, um, I actually wanted to be an actress when I was... Right. Like I did. <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of people want to be an actress, yeah. but I've always done a lot of public speaking. I mean, when I wanted to be a lawyer, I wanted to be a barrister, so I would have okay. been standing up in court. And I did um, mooting, which is mock trials at university. Mm. So actually, I've been quite... I know for a lot of people it's very daunting, whereas I don't really... doesn't really phase me having to speak in front... I just... I'm so talkative. I'm just like talking to people. <laughs> Again, it just it's more like okay, we need to shut you up now. Um, so no, I'm actually I'm quite happy to do that. Really, um, yeah, I don't have any concerns with it. So how ambitious are you? Have you got Very. have you got a huge plan, plans for next year for yes, your business? What yeah. would you like that you can share with us? Uh, well, I'm sort of developing that next. I mean, we're moving into such a difficult time at the moment. Mm. I think. Even just to be able to keep going yeah, is a good thing. It's a plus thing, a yeah. point. Um, so um, the plan for next year is to grow more. I mean, I already have an international following and customer base. It'd be good to build on that even mm. more. And particularly, um, you know, I have quite a lot of customers in the States. Mm. Um, so that would be... And I've got a lot of contacts now in the States right. too. So that would be really good. Yeah, and to do more also with the ageism is never in style movement, mm. um, I think it clearly had legs yeah so um to be able to push forward on that would be would be really great really mm. um but yes i'm a very ambi- i'm probably too ambitious sometimes um, i don't think you can be too ambitious <laughs> oh i don't know i think um i remember at school a teacher said to me that i was the most driven per not student person they'd ever met and they were like you're literally crazy so I was like, yeah i kind of am a bit so, yeah, but um, you found your thing though, haven't yeah. you? That's the thing. Well, that's the thing. I was just, I was very academic at school, and um, but everything was just a means to an end, mm. and I just wanted, I was so fed up with that. I just wanted to do something I really cared about. So, um, yeah, but yeah, I would definitely say I've got ambition. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> good. And you, the pop ups that you do, mm. are they always in London, or do you do them across no, the country? I do them across. So I've done Brighton. Right. I've done Oxford. I actually did um, Newcastle. Mm. I was going to say, can you do some in the north? <laughs> the problem is I don't drive. Oh, right. So okay, that's this hard. is the problem. Yeah. So I, yeah. um, um, because um, I have a lot of stuff to bring, yeah, of I don't, frankly, I think to myself, how did I get up to Newcastle on the train with all my stuff? That's, I really don't know how I managed feet. it. Yeah. So, um, but I did Brighton for a week um, with my friend Joanna Zara, who is a milliner. Mm. And actually, she was one of my first ever followers on Twitter. And she was like, um, she's in her 50s. And she said, oh, a lot of my clients are. And I really love what you're doing. And we've become really good friends Mm. and do a lot of events together. So, and she's based in Hove. So um, I've done, we've done pop-ups over there. I've done some in London uh, because I live in London. So it's convenient for me. But yeah, I've done Oxford. I've done, I'd like to do some other areas. But I've, I've also been trying to, 
what would be good because it's to try and work out where a, a core of customer bases of yeah. mine but they're actually all spread over the uk okay. which is lovely but yeah. I, when i'm looking at the maps i'm like this is doesn't really help not very helpful <laughs> um so but i'd like to do more up north mm. um i think it's actually have quite a lot i have quite a lot in scotland customers mm. as well so there is definitely um scope for that it's just as i say i think my i can picture myself one day i'll get a little van and my yeah. <laughs> be driving in my van but <laughs> i need to learn to drive first i actually yeah. was learning to drive this year but i had so much on i had to stop learning mm. so maybe next that was maybe my other age 2019 yeah. <laughs> learned, actually learned to drive <laughs> so yeah bearing in mind that your mum was kind of the initial yes. part of the inspiration how evolved is she does she help out yes is she... so she is very i'd say emotionally involved definitely mm. um we've always had a very close relationship so whilst um she'd be the first person to say it's not her business it's mm. my business she didn't invest or anything in it i will set it up with my own little savings mm. um she's very passionate about it um she comes along to quite a lot of my events um a lot of people have met her yeah. um she doesn't of... like being in the front of the camera though so you don't no. tend to use her as a model no she doesn't like which that. is interesting yeah because i have heard people say to me how come your mum's yeah. she's very uncomfortable in front of the camera mm. and we've had because of um journalists have asked for pictures of the two of us together yeah, of course. we have done those photos but um under force <laughs> yeah pretty much I, I i think i have promised her but i feel like we might have to do another one soon but, but the thing is because i cut my hair now all the photos of us together yeah. are out of date um but she um but she's not comfortable with that but in terms of um she's very um people call us a bit of a double act mm. so she's just as chatty as i am and um and actually she does help out um with um just ends when you know mm. if i if i need like an extra pair of hands or whatever and she's more than happy to do it mm. so um when you're buying do you still have your mum kind of in the back of your mind that that's the kind of woman that you're buying for or has it changed I, now i do and i don't um i think i do have her in my mind a lot because of her figure yeah so um because of the fact that she's apple shaped uh, with you know, a bit of midriff mm. uh, which a lot of women are yeah. as they get older particularly after menopause yeah I'm very conscious of that um, because I remember this one time I went to a um, fashion show and it, there was a pop-up afterwards and it was quite an ex- exclusive like designer show and my mum was with me. This was before, I think I was developing the business but before I'd launched it and um, they were beautiful clothes and the designer claimed to, to design for all women's shape. So my mum said to her, well, she had all these beautiful prints and said well what could I wear though and she said this black shrug oh right okay the worst part is my mum bought the black shrug I was like what are you doing because that's what I'm talking about where she felt so kind of uncomfortable but Mm. also embarrassed um but yeah so she's um she really um is quite so yeah yeah I guess she's kind of in the back of my mind from that but also I'm getting to know my customer really well now and you've got a quite clear aesthetic um, which is it's quite eclectic but um, it's always kind of stylish with a slight twist mm. uh, I have maybe some a slight whimsical twist at times yeah so um so in that case she but then she she loves she loves all my clothes so mm. yeah I guess she's kind of she is there mm. but in a more of a, a, a rough sense rather than me just thinking would my mum wear this yeah 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 what piece of advice could you give to a woman that's that does need to to get back into wants to that craving to feel good in their clothes 
how would you get them to start? What's the piece of advice that you'd give? Well, the thing I always say to people is just give it, give it a go because you know, if it doesn't work on you, can take it off. Mm. I mean, this is the thing. People, I see it obviously more at the pop-ups because mm. I'm actually there yeah, and see people, people and their reactions. And, and you know, I get such a lovely reaction to the clothes. People go, oh, I couldn't wear that. And and it's like, well, you don't know. Like, try something out of your comfort zone. Mm. Um, because also it it changes when they put it on you can see how it lifts their spirits and it changes other people notice it and go oh you look great and um i i realize it's quite general point but it is something that a lot of women like a lot of women say to me they wear navy or black because it's what they feel safe in Mm. and i think navy and black are lovely but i don't think you should be wearing it because it makes you feel safe that's not the right relationship you should have with your clothes and your confidence so um I think the main thing is yeah to give something a go because as I say if it doesn't work if you're in a change room you take it off or you send it back online as most people do free Mm. ship returns now so it's it's just not it's not the end of the world really Mm. um and if it just doesn't you know my mum for example would as I said earlier she doesn't wear dresses or skirts and so but I had this dress that was I was like please just try it and she put it on and you know, she couldn't believe it. Normally, she would just go, I can't wear dresses. Mm. But it looked amazing on her. Yeah. And now she's got a few dresses oh, that she feels great in. Yeah. And that's the thing. I had to sort of say, just just try it, and yeah. you might be surprised. And it looked great on her. And, yeah. and she did get photographed wearing that dress. And actually, you could see how glowing she was even in that dress. Yeah. So um, that's what I would really say. I think also the other thing is colour and print is something that a lot of women are afraid of. Yeah, definitely. Um, I still am. Yeah. Well, I do. I have got better, and I have to force myself mm. to to step out of that. But it is you do end up becoming this kind of staple wardrobe of blacks and greys. Yeah, and... I mean, I think one thing's quite interesting is there's a lot of people who still go by the colour me beautiful mm. um, sort of ideas of these are my set colours I yeah. have to wear, which I wouldn't really say is actually they've done studies to show that it, um, colour is all about context anyway, mm. and it's so it actually one light will look different so actually there's no real psychology to colour which means really you know these might be colours that suit you well but there are other colours that will too yeah so I think that's some people restrict themselves I notice to saying I have to wear these colours which is not necessarily true Mm. and they should try some other ones or as I always say to people if you're nervous try an accessory just for a proper colour like a sheer or a bag and then when it comes to print it's a funny one because a lot of people say to me I can't wear prints. Mm. It's like, there are a lot of prints out there, yeah. you know. I mean, yeah. leopard print, you're wearing leopard print right yeah. now. So leopard print's an ob- a, a yeah. great one to wear. Um, but, yeah, I think there's print. There are all these different types of prints. You know, there's geometric, mm. there's animal, there's um, sometimes more abstract. And I think if you're drawn to a print for some reason, it might be a really emotional one or mm. something. Because I think, I mean, your relationship closed, it has it is motive. Yeah. And maybe it reminds you of something. I think just give it a go. Um, because also, as I say, it's, you're also different. And people really notice it. Yeah. And a lot of them have said to me, actually, I get a lot of people coming up to me, going, oh, where's that from? I, I wear a lot of print, more now probably than I did before mm-hmm. the business. And I always get people coming up to me, going, where's that jacket from? That's awesome. So, yeah, um, yeah I'd say they're the two things to try a bit more, to give, give it a go. 
last three questions okay. I ask everybody. Okay. Um, do you have a kind of favourite song that motivates you and inspires you? <laughs> or music? I do, but it's so embarrassing. <laughs> um, right, well, I mean... Go I, for it. <laughs> well, it's three. I, I love the Spice Girls. Yeah, nothing wrong with the girl power. And NSYNC. Right. <laughs> which my boyfriend will find hilarious. <laughs> um, and then there's a, there's a song called All I Do Is Win, which is... Um, a hip hop rap song uh, by DJ Kale, and it's just hilarious. So I always listen to that. Because she's look psyched. It up. <laughs> they play it, the they play it a lot at like bit of basketball games and okay. stuff like that. It's just basically like, I'm awesome. So that's a good <laughs> I'm going to find that on the way yeah. home today. <laughs> Don't judge me. <laughs> um, what about a book? Have you read any really inspirational books? I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't actually read a lot of books mm. because. Um, I do love books, but having spent most a lot of time being very uh, bookish and academic, yeah. I'm actually really bad at reading because I end up spending time analysing the language. <laughs> so I'm just reading it and relaxing. So I can't mm. relax, so yeah. I'll end up reading a page and half an hour later I'll still be on it, like annotating it in my mind. Yeah, so it, I find it quite hard. But I did read Amy Poehler's autobiography, which I found quite interesting mm. and actually really refreshing because she was there I remember there was a chapter in it about how she admitted how wrong she was about something but she said how long it took her time to admit she was wrong and she was always like trying to make excuses about something and being like oh this person was being so unreasonable mm. without just coming to the terms of the fact that maybe I didn't yeah know. and I found that I really liked how honest and can yeah she was very candid mm. in it so I like that autobiography um, my other favorite book is Wuthering Heights oh yeah so yeah. I'm a bit of a romantic yeah with language so yeah mm. and who inspires you hmm. a kind of difficult one because uh, I, I i don't really have set people that i sort of idolize um because i think everyone's got pro yeah pros and cons i'd say my mum is a big inspiration in my mm. life she was a career woman she was a lawyer turned um directing financial services so and she, but we've always had a very close relationship so i say she has been inspiring to me i would say um the likes of Nathalie Massonette it's very you know obviously yeah. the career she's had yeah obvious Michelle Obama is awesome so uh, there are lots of women I kind of just t there's just odd things they've done that I find really interesting mm. um and motivating rather than maybe one set person that i almost want to follow in their footsteps yeah. well that's fabulous thank you so thank you. much i could talk to you for a lot longer well, I, was gonna say, it's like, it's just, yeah. I talk too much i know no, not at all no it's really inspiring so thank you very much no, thank yes. you so much for having me lovely thank, thank you. you if you'd like to keep up to date with jacinth then you can follow her on instagram the hyphen bias hyphen cut.com twitter the hyphen bias hyphen cut.com also facebook the bias cut.com and if you'd like to check out her website with all the gorgeous clothes, www.thebiascut.com. Thank you for listening. And if you've enjoyed today's show, I'd love to have some feedback. You can leave any feedback over on iTunes. That would be amazing. Our next episode, I'll be talking with photographer Margaret Soraya, who travels from her home at the side of Loch Ness in Scotland, taking beautiful landscape photography. And we talk about travelling solo, and learning to appreciate the landscape and the nature around us. So I'm looking forward to talking to her. In the meantime, keep being fabulous. Mm -hmm.